Welcome back to another episode of Raw Before Christ. I'm your host, Carisha, Carisha Barker. Um, I've been out for, what, two weeks now? I got my four wisdom teeth taken out, so I was in recovery, but I am back, and I want... Well, it's been placed on my heart by the Holy Spirit to go through the book of Daniel. Y'all, I've only done chapter one, but (laughs) I will be going through it as the Lord leads me. And I just pray that going through this is not only a blessing to myself, but a blessing to you guys as well. And that we'll be learning together. Okay, the topic that the Lord has given me for this entire series is to stand tall in Babylon. So we will see where the Lord leads us in that aspect. So standing tall in Babylon. So I have have three different Bibles that I'm reading from and then I have some little notes that I've taken um, as I've been studying. As I said, I just did chapter one. But, anywho, some background information. Or, let me just say, I'll be reading from the NIV Foundation Study Bible. So, some of my notes will come directly from that. And I will try my best to make it known when it is that I am quoting from that. So, I'm not plagiarizing. And then I have the Fire Bible, and it's from the Modern English Version. And I also have the New King James Version. Um, Come on now. (laughs) New King James Version, Spirit-Filled Life Bible. Kingdom Equipping Through the Power of the Word. So... These are the books that I normally use when I am studying for a sermon or whatever it is. So, yeah. And then my little notes. So, some background information on the book of Daniel. So, the author of the book is Daniel himself. And it is said to be dated in the late 6th century BC. And the word Daniel's name, his Hebrew name, It means God is my judge. Okay? God is my judge. And some background on what is going on here in the book of Daniel. So I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Spirit Life Filled Bible. So, when King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians conquered Judah, they took thousands of captives and transported them to Babylon, known as the Babylonian exile. This number included the mighty men of valor, royal descendants, educated people, and skilled artisans from Jerusalem. The Babylonians had subsided all the provinces formerly ruled by Assyria and had consolidated their empire into an area that covered much of the Middle East. To govern such a diversified and vast kingdom required a skillful administrative bureaucracy. Captives who were educated or who possessed 
possessed needed skills became the workforce for the government. The Babylonians selected young Hebrew men who were acknowledged, who were knowledgeable, sorry, wise and good-looking to enter the training program. So four Hebrew men of good character stood out among the rest. So that's Daniel, one, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So we know Daniel, and then we know the other three men as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So Daniel rose to excel all the wise advisors of that vast empire. So let's get into the, the reading of God's word. I love reading the, the word of God. <laughs> um, oh, one thing to be noted is that um, Daniel may have been a descendant of, descendant of King Hezekiah, which was one of those good kings in Jerusalem. Um, and the purpose of the book of Daniel is to pass on to future generations the prophetic visions of God's sovereignty, i.e. ultimate power. So that is his ultimate power, authority, and control over nations and the final triumph of his kingdom in the earth. Another thing that the Lord has showed me in this is it's, it's a great example of how to live and work as a believer in hostile environments. So, if you are going through an, are you're living or working in an environment that is a little bit hostile, well, the book of Daniel is what we will be going through. So, join me on this journey as I myself am learning to live in a different culture and a different environment that I am used to as a believer. So we will be encouraged together. So let's get into the word of God. <laughs> Y'all, I, I get so excited to read the word of God. So Daniel a chapter one. Okay. In the third year of the reign of Je Je Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. So he took control of the entire region. And the Lord delivered Joachim, Je y'all, listen, <laughs> Je Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure of his God in, in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, y'all, you know the words of people, like people's name in the Bible is kind of hard to pronounce. So bear with me, y'all. Bear with me chief of his court officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. 
he was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse 7. The chief official gave them new names. They gave them Babylonian names. Yeah. <laughs> to Daniel, the name Belshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. I want to pause there because I read, I was studying from verse 1 to 7 and a few things came out to me that I want to kind of highlight as we go through this. So as we talked about in the background, as I was trying to explain the background of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar comes in, sees the entire place, take men and people, and he wanted them to learn the Babylonian ways. So, he was looking for fine young men of valor, <laughs> handsome men and whatever, and he wanted them to learn about the culture of the Babylonians, basically to do away with their old ways. He, they wanted them to learn, act, worship, live like Babylonians. But these Hebrew men are going to show us how to live in an environment like this where things are being forced on you. When things are being forced on you to stand tall in Babylon. So I wanted to make highlight of their names. So in, as we see in chapter 1, verse you know, 7, after being in Babylon, these young men were being stamped with a new name or new identity. So Daniel, his Hebrew name, it means God is my judge. Then they gave him a new name, Babylonian name, Belshazzar, meaning Bey, chief god of Babylonian. Uh, oh, wait, yeah. Bey, the chief god of Babylon, protect his life. So, the name that they've given him is basically a request for the chief god of Babylon, one of those false gods, to protect Daniel's life. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. We're going to see who is going to protect Daniel as we go through the book of Daniel because ain't no false god going to protect Daniel. The one and true living God is going to do that. So, it just makes me excited. <laughs> and then we have Hananiah. And it means the Lord shows grace. But then they give, they give him this Babylonian name, Shadrach. Boo. Shadrach meaning servant of Aku, the moon god. Servant of who? Which moon god? 
No way. We serve Jesus. We serve the one true living God. We serve Abba. Okay? And then we have Mishael, meaning his Hebrew name means who is equal to God? Question mark. Who is equal to God? Question mark. Then they give him this Babylonian name, Meshach, meaning the shadow of the prince. The shadow of the prince. Or, who is this? Question mark. What do you mean? Who is this? What kind of name is that? Who is this? I have a name. That means who is equal to God. It reminds me that nobody is equal to God. And then all of a sudden, you're going to stamp me with a new name, a new identity. Excuse me. That means who is this? Or shadow of the prince? <laughs> no. I am a son of the living God. I am a prince. Anyways. <laughs> and then we have Azariah. Meaning the Lord's. The Lord helps. That's his Hebrew name. The Lord helps. And then they, gives him, they give him this Hebrew name. Abednego. Meaning, servant of Nego, the god of wisdom, or the morning star. So, as citizens of Babylon, they now had official responsibilities, but no matter what they were no, no matter what they were now called, these young Hebrew men were determined, determined to remain loyal. To the one true God. The one true God. And I kind of just wanted to pause there. Because how many times. Have we been in God's presence. And the Lord has labeled us as sons and daughters. And you know. Um, joint tears and we have all these titles with God and then we go somewhere new or we're in a new environment and people want to place labels on us and want to give us new identities when God has told me that I am a worshiper and then someone tries to tell me you can't sing you can't do this you can't do that trying to place a different label on me a different identity on me than what the Lord himself has given me and this is how we learn in, as we go through the book of Daniel. We're going to be learning how to stand in the identity of the Lord rather than the identity of our environment. Learning to not allow our environment to affect us, but to realize that our worship and our faith in God comes from inside of us and and the identity that the Lord has stamped on us rather than to be going on with the things of false gods and just a bunch of identity that is not what the Lord has given unto us. And I don't know who may be feeling in this moment that they have been gathering up the identity and labels that others have placed on them. But I am here today, sent by the Lord to say, it's time to let it go and stand in Babylon in the identity that the Lord Jesus Christ has given unto you. 
You are not ugly. You are not worthless. You are not hopeless. You are smart. You are intelligent. You are called. Listen, don't let the identity of this world hold you back from what the Lord has called you to be. You are not who the world tells you to be. You are who the Lord Jesus Christ has called you to be. That's why the Lord says in Matthew 5 verse 14 to 16 that we should be the light. Actually, I want to read it because, come on now, we are called to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And sometimes we forget, sometimes we forget, sometimes me forget. And it is good to be reminded of what the Lord has called us to be. So, Matthew 5, verse 13 to, let's go to 16, yes. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? Oh, Lord Jesus. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus. Whew, child. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. Standing tall in Babylon. Yeah, yeah, see that? And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Mic drop. Mic drop, please. Because the Lord is calling us to stand tall. Not to hide our light under a bowl, but to place it on its stand so that it may shine to others. So in the midst of everyone placing a label on us, in the midst of everyone calling us this and looking at us in a different way and telling us what to do, that we say, no, uh-uh, mm-mm, no way. I am going to live the way that the Lord has called me to live. And I'm going to be the light of this world. And people will see that you are living the true gospel of Jesus Christ. See, sometimes we are the Bible that people see. Some people will just never read the Bible, but they will look at what we do as believers. They will look at what we do as believers, and that will be an example to them of what Jesus is. So <laughs> we gotta, we have to represent. And that is what I love about the book of Daniel and how these four Hebrew, Hebrew young men lived up. They live up to being the light of the world. They stood tall in Babylon and they didn't allow the identity of the Babylonian names given unto them to deter them from their loyalty to Jesus Christ, to the Lord Jesus. Sorry, let's move on because I could go on and on and on and on and on. 
I do have something else that kind of just pops out to me from um, from their names. But I believe when we get to that point of them being tossed in the fire, then I should show that out. But let's go further to verse 8. Let's see if we can get through chapter 1 today and see what happens from there. Alright, so verse 8 continues to say, But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. So remember, the king, because they're in his house and he wants them to, you know, to learn so much from the Babylonian culture and all of that. Y'all, I know I talk with my hands. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the food and all of that. It is important to remember that or to see that Daniel, he decided not to partake from the king's table, not because of the type of food, but that it may have just, in no doubt, because these people were serving false gods, so they were sacrificing food unto their gods. So their food no doubt included unclean meat and food which had not been prepared according to the law. So Daniel and the other four and the other three guys, they were living according to the law of God, eating from clean source, not unclean food. And how the food is being prepared is very important because in that time, they could not afford to get themselves defiled by the things that they ate. It's not like us now today where the, 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 as I said in a few episodes back, when I was highlighting Cornelius and Peter, when the Lord showed up to Peter in his dream and said to him, don't call anything that I have made unclean. Because is me make it. I made it. So don't call those things unclean because what? Jesus had come and he not only, he fulfilled the law. So they no longer, or we no longer have to live by the law in, in this fact because the Lord Jesus cleans all things and he makes us clean. It's not, they didn't have the sacrificial lamb of Jesus Christ in Daniel's time. We do know. So yes, so Daniel didn't want to partake in this food because it wasn't prepared according to the law because these are Babylonians. They don't go according to the Jewish law and the Hebrew law and all of these things to, to make sure that things are prepared properly. So um, both meat and wine may have already been offered already to idols. So they put imagine eating food that were that 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 how defiling is that 
you're eating food from an altar that was prepared that was placed for idols so daniel didn't want to get himself nor his friends contaminated with 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 food that was already presented to to false god we need food that that's clean and pure that that comes directly from the source of god not that all food isn't i don't i don't i'm trying to uh, I'm trying to say this in the right way, so Lord Jesus, please help me. But you get what I say. <laughs> they didn't want to eat from a source that was already contaminated and presented to a false god. It's different when we place that food in front of God and say, "Lord, bless this food as we eat it." But to eat food that is placed in front of false gods. Mm-mm. So I don't blame Daniel in this fact to say, all right, y'all are feeding me and y'all are feeding me well. Or y'all want to feed me well. Look at all this food and the wine and all this. It's not even just... I can just imagine how Daniel would be like, yes, I'm going to eat this, I eat that, I eat that. They were in the king's palace. Top-notch food. Top notch food but he says no because it wasn't presented before the true and living god it wasn't presented before god himself it was presented before false god so i can't allow myself my spirit my body my flesh to be involved in consuming unclean things so he decided nope not defile myself so that is that. So he asked the chief official for permission, sorry, not to defile himself in this way. Verse 9. No, God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. I love that. I love that. Because when we put God in front of ourselves, our when we don't allow our flesh to take over the Lord, not only do we find favor in the eyes of the Lord, but we find favor in the eyes of men as well. That we don't have to... That Daniel did this out of a place of respect to say, respect, you know, thank y'all for providing, but as for me and my house, or for me and my friends, we will be eating as we should. So... No doubt, as a man of prayer, Daniel brought this before God or decided it within himself that I'm putting God first. And when you put God first, come on, when you put God first, things just begin to open up for you, open up for you, open up for you. And you don't even have to wrestle with man for things to work out in your favor. So that's that. So Daniel asked permission not to be a part of the meals. Daniel was honoring God by taking care of his temple. And God counted that and caused the official to show Daniel favor. I just love that. I love that so much. So verse 10 says, But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my lord the king who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the, uh, the other young men your age? The king would have 
would then have my head because of you. So, of course, he finds favor in the eyes of the chief official, but the chief official gets scared, and he's like, all right, cool. Me good with it. I'm cool with it, but I, I don't really know what the king's going to say, so I don't really know about this, so I kind of want to save my job. I, I don't want my head to be served on a platter, if you may. <laughs> so, please tell me you're not going to look worse than everybody else. What are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? Are you going to look worse than everyone else? So, we continue into verse 11, and we are going to hear what happens. Verse 11 says, Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, 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 oh, who knows? I don't. <laughs> Please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. That's where the Daniel fast comes from, y'all. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. Come on! Come on! See, Daniel knew he could place his faith in God. In God. As he was prayerful and God-fearing. Daniel didn't just get up and be like, all right, cool. But he placed his faith in God and he was doing this to honor God. He was standing tall in Babylon to say, all right, I am not going to conform and eat the same things that you do. I am not going to, you know, drink all the things that you do. I'm going to keep my body, my temple and keep my flesh subjected to the will of God for what the Lord wants me to do. So I can keep um, focused on what God has called me or even put me in this predicament, being in the king's palace. The Lord must have placed me here for a reason. So I want to make sure that my temple is clean enough and, and I am subjected to the will of God so that I can do what the Lord has called me to do. So Daniel is the only one so far that addresses his friends. When I am reading it and I see in... Um, well, hold on, on that thought. We're, we're going to put a pin right there. Put a pin right there because I don't want to get ahead of myself. But I just wanted to encourage you to say that it is hard. I know being in an environment that not everyone is serving the Lord as you are. Not everyone is as faithful to God as you are. I know I know, <laughs> but this doesn't mean that you cannot honor God with your body. You can't honor God with your temple and the things that you choose to do. So right here, Daniel shows us an example of how 
we as believers can stand tall in Babylon, to stand tall in our environments that we are, to be a light of the world, to say, I'm going to put God first. Because Daniel not even questioned anything. He said, all right, you wanted, you, all right, I found favor with you, but you're worried about your job. Test it. Test it. He tested it, tested God to see if God was, God was going to really keep him and God kept them and they looked healthier and stronger than everyone else. And they were able to live in that condition. So what is God calling you to test him on? What is the Lord calling you to say, all right, test it. Because so many times we feel like we have to prove or defend ourselves. Daniel didn't even explain to this guy why he needed to do what he is doing. He left it in God's hands. How many times have we as believers, myself included, that's why I'm saying we, us, all are we. Because myself included, sometimes I... I want to defend myself and I want to explain everything to everyone. When God, I, I know God is calling me to say, I'm leaving it in your hands. It's above me now. It's above me now. And watch what God is going to do. So what is God calling you? What is God calling me? What is God calling me? Because we're being robbed before Christ. And as I said, I didn't get to go into this as deep as possible. So we're walking through it together. What is God calling me as well to test him with? To say, all right, God, you not believe me? They don't believe me? Test it because I believe that the God that I serve sees that I'm trying to honor him, honor him and he's going to show me favor. So, verse 17, we continue. So, we have 17 to 21 left. So, 17 reads, To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all things of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to tell me that the Lord won't bless you in your academic endeavors, in your job, in the things that you're doing, without you having in, having even, what may I try to say? <laughs> without you having to, 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 to conform to other ways. The Lord sees you, and if you subject these things to God, he will bring those things out in you. He will give you, as it says here, the Lord gave, gave knowledge and understanding of all things of literature and learning. This was not their culture. They were not from a Babylonian culture. So how would they have the understanding and knowledge without God? So whatever it is that you're doing and the Lord has called you to do, trust him, test him to see that he will give you the knowledge and understanding that you need. 
to be able to 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 understand these things that you 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 yourself you've never ventured in before when i was going to bible college i remember my first semester <laughs> lord jesus i don't know i didn't know half of the things that they were talking about all these theological um debates and everything that everyone was so knowledgeable about i had no clue but i remember the lord speaking to me about something as similar as this and i didn't even realize that it was here in the word of god when the lord spoke to me and said to me i brought you here and i am going to give you the knowledge and understanding that you need and before you knew it and i started subjecting every single thing to god i started having so much understanding people would look at me in class and ask me how is it that i understand what the professor is saying no clue beforehand but i know that god gave me that knowledge outside of the holy spirit i i don't know jack <laughs> and i remember every single time whatever it is that i'm putting my mind to i always place my hand on my forehead because i remember this prophecy that someone gave me about the lord blessing me intellectually and i place my hand on my forehead always anointing myself and i'm saying to the lord not my intellect but yours god and it has brought me through my four years of bible college and when i graduated i graduated cum laude and i'm not trying to boast or anything i'm just trying to show you that the lord the lord will give you the things that you need to be able the lord wants us to 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 have success in the things that we put our mind and our hands and our hearts to but are we going to put him first are we going to place him in the center of all things so i've had that experience and i'm 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 challenging you challenging you test God in that aspect as well. So verse 18 says at the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service the chief of the tri- the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and he found none none equal to Daniel and Ananiah Michael and Azariah so they entered the king's service in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom and daniel remained there until the first year of king cyrus y'all y'all mike drop me please mike drop please because what here we are four hebrew men remaining faithful to their true god serving and becoming the top 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 y'all 
king can't even look at anyone else because they are so knowledgeable and they are so full of wisdom. King can't even look at anyone else. That they are automatically in the king's service. Why? Because the Lord called them for such a time as this. So whatever it is that you have been delaying on, and that you know that you know that you know that the Lord has called you or placed you in that place. Just give everything to him. Because your boss, your supervisor, your 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 co-workers, they will see the things of the Lord inside of you. They will see the character and attributes that the Lord has placed inside of you. And they can't deny that. When the Lord is ready to put you above those things. So God rewarded these men for their faithfulness towards him. And they found favor in his sight. Favor. Favor in a, in, in a God's sight. Sorry. Favor in God's sight. That they were above everyone else. That was already in the king's service. So, that's Daniel chapter 1. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've missed anything. I didn't even really use the, the notes as much as I thought I would have. But I believe this is where the Lord wanted me to go. And how the Lord would have me minister to you today. So I want to encourage you as we start off this series in the book of Daniel to stand tall in Babylon. Stand tall. Be that light. Don't hide a light under a, a bushel or, or under a bowl. Stand it tall understand, so that others can see. Don't compromise. Don't hold back. Yes, don't hold back what the Lord would have you to do. Have uncompromising integrity. Uncompromising integrity. Faithful to God in the midst of the environment that you are. So that is Daniel chapter 1. And I look forward to going through Daniel chapter 2 with you. I pray that the Lord will bless you. Make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. So, Father, I thank you for this moment to be able to sit and to deep dive into your word and to just be able to talk things through, Lord, and to be enlightened and to see your revelation through your Holy Spirit, Almighty God, just coming alive in your word, in your scriptures, Almighty God. So, Father, I give you all things and I pray, Lord, that every single person who sees or sees this video, hears this podcast, Almighty God, that they will be blessed, Lord Jesus, that they will be encouraged, that they will be edified, Lord Jesus. For it is you, Almighty God, that deserves all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, Almighty God. So, Father, I give you thanks. I place everything in your hands. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. So, thank you for joining another episode of Rob for Christ. I love you all. God bless you.